Here's service with a smile. Fill her up and clean the windshield. Add what oil it may require. Check the battery and the water. Check the air in every tire. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, who goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman, and welcome to our show. Now, I may be fooling myself, but I do feel in my heart this little program is as valid as any other radio show now on the air these days. Okay, maybe there, maybe there are a couple on NPR and maybe one on Sirius XM that might be better than this. But Seriously. Yeah, really. But for the most part, we can go toe-to-toe with just about anyone. Do I have the numbers, ratings, share information, listener demographics, or actually proof to support my bold proclamation? Well, no, I do not. I hope my word is good enough for everyone, and you'll accept my judgment. Well, I hope you're right, Spud. It would be pretty cool to be on the same level as the car talk guys and that, that money dude, Dave Ramsey. Right. Though he, though he kind of gets on my nerves a little. The man sure doesn't seem to like spending his money. No, he does uh, not. What good is it going to do him when he's dead? Absolutely uh, nothing. Uh, um, uh, no, no. Yeah, that's uh, that. That is what I've been uh, thinking about. Every time I listen to that yeah, guy, I'm uh, spend some of your cash, yeah, dude. Are, are, are you going to? Anyway, yeah, me now? yeah. I'm going to introduce you. I suppose. With me here in the studio is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. <laughs> are you happy now? As happy as I can be. But you haven't told me yet if I can do a few minutes of my act on the show tonight. I spent a couple weeks writing my material, and it would really help to get a little feedback from our listeners. I, I would really rather not subject people to hear your stand-up act. Why? You know, we have some of the top comedians working today in the entertainment. industry industry on the show, believe it or not. I don't know how we do it, but we do. And we've had Richard Lewis, Lisa Lampanelli, Kevin Nealon. Don't you forget about Carrot Top. Right, and Carrot Top too. So it would, you know, sort of devalue our show if I allow you to dump your rookie comedy act on everyone. This program is a showcase for the best and frankly, you're not ready to go, you know, before an innocent, unsuspecting audience. Hell no, you can't! Do you think those top stand-up comedians got really good? It probably took them a few months before they were headlining Vegas or doing the TV talk show yeah, circuit. Yeah, well, that very well may be true. But this show is not your parents' living room where they sit around and laugh their ass off listening to your amateur hour crap. They call it what? show business for a reason. This is not like your first year in t-ball or soccer where every kid gets a trophy. We're playing for keeps here. It's a business. Yes, bud, you cannot break my confidence with all your negativity. I know I will be a successful stand-up comedian. Both of my parents well, and aunt and also their neighbor, who right. I never met before, all think okay. I have what it takes to make okay. it. And I believe them. They were laughing so hard a couple nights ago when I did my act in my aunt's living room. I totally killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, well, maybe killed the human spirit of those in the room. Chick, you're going to have to take my word on this one. You're not ready to do your material before any living being. What? I'm just trying to help prevent you from making a fool out of yourself. My dad said that shit sailed years ago. All I know is when I get on stage, I lose all my insecurities and fear. I was born to be a stand-up comedian. Well, maybe you can go like outside the studio now and see if one of the interns will go out there with you and maybe they'll listen to your act and cool. I mean, it'd be pretty cruel though, and we might lose them after they file a grievance at the college they attend. But go ahead, fine. Pursue your craft at the expense of the well-being of our interns. Okay. But let's let's just table the discussion for now though, as I have to play a song that was recorded on on our Fox cable TV show, you know, definitely a few years back. And I believe, and this is with uh, Roseanne Cash, and I remember she did this for me back in her dressing room, believe it or not, after the show. She was totally sweating, you know, needed some time. I'm just saying she didn't ask for any extra time to cool down or anything. She said, let's just do this. And uh, it was it was amazing. I'm a big fan. Can, so, can, I, uh, can I ask both of our interns to step outside while I work on this? Four hands well, clapping sounds way better. Last night my mom gave me a standing O when I yeah. got home from work, but that was my mom. You know? uh, anyway, well, here's Rose- here's- talking to me. Here's Roseanne Cash with I Want to Know, and this is live in her dressing room. Put my questions in the rosary box Seven candles in the dark Show me the next day. 
is the Spud Goodman Show. I'm still not over my surprise. Hey, what's up, comedy fans? This is Jeff Ross, the Roastmaster. For some unknown reason, you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Hey, Spud, Spud. Gary Valentine's going to call real soon. Right? Are you going to ask him about the nepotism of working for his brother with his brother all the time? No, I mean, if I was in his shoes, I I don't want questions about my younger brother. So I don't think. I don't don't know. Let's just see how it goes. All right. All right. Just check and see if he's there. Ow, Spud, on one threw something at me. It says we have a call. All right, I hope it's him. Please welcome actor, comedian Gary Valentine to the show. Gary, what's happening? What's going on, guys? How are you? Pretty good. Very uh, well. So you're going to be appearing at the Parlor Live Comedy Club in Bellevue. Um, so I got to ask you, as a cast member of the amazing series Fargo on FX, have they told you yet uh, who's coming back for the next season's episodes? A lot of people died by the end of that run. How about your character? Yeah, you know what? I was lucky enough not to die, but I was unlucky enough not to be recast because um, I think I would rather die than be not recast, right? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make sense. But um, unfortunately, they—it's a whole new story. They got to recast everybody. They don't want to make it goofy and bring back characters and go, "Hey, that was the guy that played the other guy." And so uh, I'm sure it's going to be great. You know, um, the writer Noah Hawley's brilliant, and um, I'm sure it'll be another great run. Nice, super. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is a little bit of this is your life. Uh, regarding your personal life, as a journalist, I, m- I must address the fact that you have a sister named Leslie. Is she younger or older? And did you two get along well growing up? She's younger, and yeah, yeah. We were like, uh, I, I, I come from a very close family. My whole family is pretty close. So, um, yeah, she's a, a few years younger than me. And um, you said you have a sister, Leslie? Yeah, I, I have a no. You have a sister. I have a sister, Sophia, and we don't actually talk. And she ran off with some dude in Central America somewhere. That's why I was wondering. But you had a good relationship. That's good to know. That is good. Oh to know. yeah, I did. I had a good relationship. My my sister and my mom were kind of like my best friends. You know. Wow, that, that's very cool. I I, I wish. Yeah, well, my, I I have a pretty good relationship. I mean, I'm Let me rephrase that. My wife, my mother, and my sister. Yeah, you got the right order. Good there. save. Right, super. Right? I mean, I'm newly married three years, so I, I just, it's a good pickup there. Oh, congratulations. Um, hey, you appeared in the movie uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop, making your, you're the second cast member to appear on this show, Steve, Ren- Steve Renazizzi uh, being the first. How was that experience for you? I've seen it on cable like about eight times so far, so I can pretty much recite the dialogue. Uh, you know, it was great. It was uh, I played this karaoke singer that was really into himself and really professional about the whole thing and thought he was just badass. And I had uh, long blonde hair. I was kind of unrecognizable. All right. As I have in a lot of movies. But, right. Um, well, you're yeah, I, I uh, had long blonde hair. I was bald on top and had a comb over and some mutton chops. And uh, it was really good, man. We played... We had some good songs that we did, and uh, yeah, it was a great little part. And we just finished filming Mall Cop 2 uh, in Vegas uh, this summer, so that is going to be a great one. It's a, I think it's better than the first. All right, super. Well, moving on, you also appeared on a cable show, Men of a Certain Age, which was a really good program. Why did that one get canceled? Were the demographics outside the coveted 26 to 27 and a half year old viewers? You know what? You, you never can figure these things out. It, it, it was a great show, and you know, uh-huh. Romano was a friend, and you know, they did a great job on that show. And I thought it, it it hit another audience, you know, that needed to be hit. But unfortunately, you know, it's out of our control, and we just do what we do, and then uh, let the suits 
Ruined sometimes. Yeah, I hear that one. Uh, well, lastly, you appeared on the TV show Cam Queens for like nine seasons. How'd you get along with with like Kevin James? Did he treat you okay, or was he like a distant, moody star like like a lot of the big ones are? No, Kevin. Uh, you know, he was fine. I mean, even growing up, you know, um, you know, what brothers, right? Oh, yeah. Is that true? Uh, That's you true. Didn't the research. Hey, Spud, do you believe in angels? I know I didn't used to, but now I'm not sure. No, I haven't thought about it, and this is not a good time to bring it up. I'm working here. Well, I have an angel looking over me. Maybe he can help us get out of Radio Hell and get us on, like, Sirius or something. Should I ask him or her to help us out? Well, couldn't hurt, I guess, but just keep it down. I say, for those five or six of you out there that don't know that we're brothers by now, um, yeah, you know, we had a great time. There was, like, no egos on that set, you know, between Jerry Stiller, Leah Remini. Victor Williams, uh, you know, Patton. It was just a great bunch. Nicole, uh, you know, she was great. Sullivan, and we, we just we just had a great time. It was, it was, I know you hear this a lot, but it, it was really like a family. When you do something for nine years, you really get connected to people. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Jerry Stiller is a great kisser. I'm not going to deny it. Well, that's for the record. Well, yeah. well, well, Gary, you've been doing stand-up for many years now, and you've you've had your own comedy special on Comedy Central and worked most of the major clubs around the country. So you're an expert on this, you know, in in terms of this aspect of showbiz. Can you slap some sense into my co-host Chick here? As he wants to be a stand-up comic, and he thinks that you know it looks so I'm easy, going to it's going to be a breeze. Do you have any horror stories that you, maybe you could lay on him? Just one thing that could slap him back to reality. Uh. One night in Brooklyn, some guy, when I first started out, walked up to the stage and handed me a bullet. What? And he goes, uh, <laughs> if you don't shut up soon, I'll get the other part of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Obviously, he was only kidding, but uh, it wasn't that funny of a joke. Spud, I just don't feel right ordering an angel to do me a favor and help out our career. It seems selfish. I'm thinking angels only get involved with good works that help our fellow man. Getting us a better radio deal wouldn't meet that criteria. Well, we are part of our fellow man, right? What is wrong with asking for a little help, you know, getting a better radio gig somewhere? Huh. Don't you watch that Joel Osteen on TV? There's nothing wrong praying for massive success and maybe a Porsche or two. Oh, maybe praying for a Ford Echo would be a better choice morally. I'll start there and work my way up to a Porsche down the road. Whatever. Um, you know, Chick, I, I tell you what, man. Okay. Gotta have it in you. If you have it in you, uh -huh. you know it. You said you are gonna be a stand-up, you're destined. I and am. You got half the battle. The other half is just performing in front of a room full of strangers. But, you know, um, if you're making your friends laugh, it doesn't really count because they know your background. The, the key is to get the audience to know who you are within the first 10 minutes. This way you can have fun with them. Thank you. All right, super. Well, once again, uh, I'm going to let you go because I know you got stuff to do. I'm a professional. So, all right, Gary, we want to thank you for checking in with us tonight, and uh, you take it easy, okay? Hey, guys. Thanks a lot. really appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> I, uh, my other friend puts, puts his little girl on the phone with me every time I call up. That's cute, you know, once or twice, not 10 times, you know? <laughs> hey, Jack, how you doing, buddy? Hey, nothing, Gary, I'm just uh, hanging around. Wait, Lisa, say hello to Gary. I'm like, no, no, Jack, I can't. I gotta, I gotta get going, I, I, I don't. <sighs> hi, hi. Hi, Lise, how are you? Hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> Listen, I hear Dad brought you home some ice cream today, huh? Yeah.
This is the Spud Goodman Show. That should be fun. I think I'll try that. You have come tonight to the most fabulous and celebrated place in the world. Here on the plateau of Gizeh stands forever the mightiest of human achievements. No traveler, emperor, merchant or poet has trodden on these sands and not gasped in awe. The curtain of night is about to rise and disclose the stage on which the drama of a civilization took place. I am a pharaoh's companion and I am he, the pharaoh. Through the ages I received many names from the people who came to me in adoration. Oh, Hamakis! You are my life's safeguard. Horus, protect me. Oh, great God, that I might see you every day. Lord of the desert, Lord of the heavens, sovereign of eternity. But the name which has remained with me is that given to me by a Greek traveler. My name, Jose Jimenez. <laughs> but on that night, hundreds of thousands of Egyptians, deceived and disgraced, streamed through the streets of Cairo seeking spiritual redemption. Lawrence of Arabia, it's got everything. It's got camels and sand and Peter O'Toole. It's got a good story and sand and camels. And, well, everything. In the course of time, only human achievements crumble and fall. But the spirit which conceived these monuments cannot perish. This is one of radio's most famous musical productions. The program that brings you the music of a nation that loves to sing and whose songs reflect the beauty and romance inherent in its way of life. This is the Spud Goodman Show. All right, it's my favorite time of the evening. It's uh, musical guest interview time. So please welcome our musical guest for tonight. It is Northwest band Pig Snout, all right? I should state, for the record, I had the privilege of uh, seeing you guys perform at the uh, Music and Art Fest in Wright Park in August, uh-huh. and I am a fan. I am a huge fan of you guys you, you you rock, what can I say? So, my first question is to the two under-21 members of the band, Lucian, age 9, and Dahlia, age 6. Um, isn't this past your bedtime right now? Because if so, you can thank me later. All right, super. Uh, and this one's for Dad Justin. Um, hey, at what age did you start playing music for them to listen to, and what bands did you get them started on? I'm taking not too much Barney, right? <laughs> yeah, lots of Barney. Lots of Barney. You smell like baloney. Oh, so whatever, wherever that came from, um, what, what over there? I we, think. yeah, we, uh, when I, I, I've listened to music since, uh, 
I was their age, I guess. I don't really know. We had just... What are your guys' favorite songs? Bands. Big Snow. <laughs> good call. Big good snow. call, young man. All right, good yeah, call, Dahlia. I just shelter them, make them listen to their own stuff. Absolutely. So verify for our listeners, and they may think I'm exaggerating, give their, their actual legal age. Lucian, how old are you? Nine. Dahlia? Six. And Justin's zero. I am zero. Uh, oh. And Dahlia's on the drums. And, uh, I mean, she's uh, beyond uh, a future Meg White. I don't know. I mean, she can... She can really play the drums, and Lucian on the on the keyboards, and 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 you're on guitar. So um, let me ask you this: When you go into the studio, um, do you, is it ever awkward where maybe one of the kids are saying, "Hey, I want to be more up front in the mix," or uh, I mean, who who has artistic control when you head in there? They do. This whole thing is about them. I'm not allowed decisions. I actually wanted to take out part of the song, and I got shut down on the way to school hmm. in the morning. Interesting. All right, super. Um, Okay, let's get to the question, uh, guys. I'm speaking to you guys. Well, uh, what Dahlia. is the question? And well, here's what the question is. Um, what's the uh, favorite snack food for the band? Because that's one. Well, let's get down to important stuff. Are we talking sardines, fondue? What would we? What do we like to munch on? Gluten-free hamburgers. <laughs> okay. How about you, Dahlia? Um. Um. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese, good call. Yeah. Excellent call on that. I'm with you totally. Yeah. All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one Pepsi, and she wouldn't give it to me. Really? Not, so. Excuse crazy. me, you forgot Dad what to say. They don't care. Um. So, what are the long-term goals of the band uh, besides world domination? Just that. To be famous. You can't even finish that. Um, I have that. This, well, you're already famous. That's this already is, happening. Just this is the project, just so they get an idea of what music's about and doing their thing. Like they named Rock the band. Rock and roll. They named the band. They did the artwork. Big they did the shirts. Out. And yeah. it was a buffer idea. Well, if that's your goal, then you've that's definitely so you've definitely succeeded. So, what's the name of the first song you're gonna do? Panther. Uh, Panther. Panther. Right. All right. Well, let's do it. You guys, ready? Ready.
Spud Goodman Show. Don't touch that mouse. Spud and Chick will be right back after this brief intermission. We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Spud, Spud, we have a call. It's 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 a it's a woman. They didn't take get her name. Okay, well let's take it. What else are we gonna do here? Right. Call are you on the air? Hey, Spud, uh, do you remember me? Uh, no. Do Do you think I remember everyone who calls into this show? I'm I'm getting older, man. I I forget my middle name most of the time, and I have to look at my driver's license. Who the heck are you? Oh, I called a few weeks ago. I just thought you might remember me. No worries. I, I know you take a lot of phone calls. Yeah, I, I do. Actually, Spud only takes well, a, a few a, calls, and all the other people that stay on hold for the hour. You really gonna be honest. I occasionally feel sorry for them. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing in the Constitution, though, that, that one is guaranteed airtime on a radio talk show. A talk show, okay? That's just, I mean, a lot of people think they deserve to be on the air, but, I mean, where is that in, in writing? I don't, I've never seen it. You're not born with it. Well, I'll consider myself really fortunate then that you took my call. After listening to the show for a few months, I still have so many questions about you, Spud. Um, the last okay. time, uh, the last time we spoke, you did somewhat address your sexuality. Remember that? Uh, <laughs> so I must say, I'm still a little uncertain whether you yourself have a firm grasp on that issue. Uh, now, this is a lady who thinks you're gay, Spud. I remember her now. Hi. Uh, yes. Now, Hi. Now, now I do remember you. Actually, um, I think I addressed that issue. So, yes, what can did. I do for you tonight? I mean, what do you want to know? My eating habits? Whether we eat enough roughage? <laughs> or how about flossing? I mean, how intimate do you want to go here? Well, you remain an enigma to most listeners, and there are so many open questions that not just I have. No, no, that, that's it. She called you something that I think is not cool. No. So I, should I Google no, that? I, and then no. go? I, 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 hey, I really don't have that much I consider off limits. You know, I, I have nothing to hide. People who have followed my show over the many, many years I've been around would agree with that. So, I mean... I don't know. I'll, I would say this, though. Uh, there are some little kids in the studio, so keep your interrogation PG, please. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not a licensed psychologist, but something does seem to be pretty clear. And, what if she and plays that one on is TV? your tendency to displace your feelings of inadequacies on your co host chick there, and oftentimes the people who call in. What? There's a lot of unresolved anger here, Spud. I never get mad. So, you know, that, that's just ridiculous. And, and your oh. pop psychology is just off on this one. Back, oh, back me up. Back me up on this chick. Well, she might have a point. I mean, it's possible. But often, those with a lack of self-esteem, they lash out at innocent people around them. It's really common. The first step is to accept the feedback from those around you. <laughs> and what I hear right. Chick saying right now is that he may have experience of emotional distress, but was unable to express how much you have hurt him and others. It's not that easy. Uh, Spud, I, I've left the studio more than a few times over the years crying on my drive home. Really? It hurts to be called a waste of human flesh over and over. Look, look I, I got I, I got to go now. I got to do the clip of the week segments uh, right now. Um, just thanks for calling. All right. 
Well, I've left my number with the guy at the board. If you feel differently, you can give me a call sometime, and we can talk. I know deep down you're a good person. You just have to find your center. Um, center? Well, there's a lot of things I need to find, all right? And, and that's way down the list. Like the I, answer is. I still can't find my autographed Don Mattingly baseball, and I've been looking for that for like a month. So uh, there's just that, I don't know. There's something about this lady that pisses me off. I got to go. Bye. All right, now it's, uh, it's clip of the week time, all right? So uh, tonight's clip is pretty much a golden oldie selection of hits from a segment of America that just won't let go of their less than fond feelings for our president. I don't know. For some reason, they still just don't like him. Okay, maybe like's not the correct term, but there must be some reason, but I just can't put my finger on it. All I can say, you know, for a foreign-born Muslim commander-in-chief who hates America, he sure has taken out a lot of those guys from that sandy part of the world who wish us ill will by either drones, missiles, or targeted efforts by special forces. So a simple suggestion to those citizens on this clip, maybe read at least one newspaper each week and tune into more than one cable news channel occasionally. You might pick up that though our Prez has for sure made some, you know, he's, he's had some screw-ups, no doubt about it. He's clearly not the worst president we've ever had in this country. So do your own research on that. That one. You might discover college students can now better manage their loans. 10 million more people can see a doctor outside of an ER. And oh yeah, last time I looked, my 401k has doubled since 2008. I know positive news is a tough sell as, uh, you know, the song remains the same about this dude. <sighs> Hate's a tough thing to just wish away. Let's just roll the damn clip. We are losing our country. We think the Muslims are moving in and taking over. And he's black, and he's black, and he's black. I think he's a Muslim. 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 The president just dropped his off the go around the world shaking hands with the terrorists, shaking hands with the terrorists. Uh, willingness to bow down to Islam. Bow down to the Saudi king. Bow down to the Saudi king. Bow down to the Saudi king. Uh, using the Justice Department and our military to help uh, form a global caliphate. To help form a, to help form a, to help form a global caliphate, global caliphate, state, state. We do not need an, a damn Arab president. We're at war with the Arabs. We're at war with the Arabs. The Arabs are trying to, the Arabs are trying to, the Arabs are trying to. Iraq, Hussein Obama. Iraq, Hussein Obama. Iraq, Hussein, Iraq, Hussein, Iraq. Hussein Obama. Okay? Okay? Iraq. Hussein. Hussein. Hussein Obama. Okay? And once again, here's Spud and Chick. And once again, here's Spud and Chick. And once again, here's Spud and Chick. So, so Spud, if you let me do a few minutes of my act right now, I promise to detail your car once a month for another full 12 months. With real armor all and not that cheap knockoff uh, crap you bought it like Walmart or wherever the hell you bought it at. Hey, if you throw in a waxing too every other month, I will relent and give you a minute hmm. or two. So we have a deal? Well, real armor all is pretty pricey, but okay. So what kind of crowd do you think is listening tonight? I, I read in this this how-to book by some stand-up. I forgot his name. You know, it doesn't matter anyway. But he suggested it was a good idea to know your audience first and tailor the material to please them. Americans love a winner. How the hell do I know who's listening right now? If I if I knew that, don't you think I'd take advantage of it? I, I'm not trying to be unpopular, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll give it a shot anyway. <clears throat> 
A horse walks into the bar and walks over to the bartender. The bartender looks at the horse and says, Hey, buddy, who let you in this bar? What the hey is going on here? Um, so what's the punchline? I don't get it. Well, I decided to explore alternative comedy. It's the next big thing in stand-up. You don't need punchline. You just have to be esoteric and whimsical. But I think you still need to be at least sort of funny. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, 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 have, I have more. Uh, a man woke up in a hospital after a serious accident and yelled at the doctor, Hey, I can't feel my legs. And the doctor yelled back, I know you can't. I surgically attached industrial minor gloves to your hands. Good luck with that. Is uh, that the end of the joke? Uh, Those are more. Did, didn't you get it? It's an absurdist approach to humor. Well, well, I was given some tips about this kind of comedy by a few guys I met at a gathering of stand-up comics that meet at the downtown public library yeah, each month. So? They said there was a chance my material would be too hip for the room, and I guess this radio show is like a room, right? Um, Chick, all I can say is if this is your act, it needs a hell of a lot of work. I suggest you maybe go work on it for a few months before you do it in public, and that mm. includes even your parents, as they could turn on you in a blink of an well, eye. My dad has mentioned to me that I shouldn't quit my other part-time jobs anytime soon, as I was you not think? that talented, but I think he's just jealous. My mom told me when she first met him, he wanted to give comedy a try, but then she got pregnant with me, and she had to quit her job at the Texaco station she was working at, so he had to put his dreams of being on the Ed Sullivan Show on hold. Hell you know, he no, you can't! He never did give it a shot. And you paid the price for that. Yeah. Being a dream killer to a parent is something you want to avoid if possible. Well, it's a little late now, but yeah, I do realize this after the many years of being on the butt end of jokes told by my dad at family gatherings. Yeah, I have heard him say it a few times. Yeah, sometimes it can be really cruel, like when he did like 10 minutes on my bed wedding yeah, in front of my Cub Scout pack. That night. Yeah. Until the day I graduated from high school, I was called the leaker by everyone. Girls, too. Well, I would have switched schools, man. High school's hard enough without putting up with something like that. Me. Anyway, hey, we, we need to get back on track here. Oh, right. Um, check and see if our next guest is on the line. Okay, who is it? Hey, Spud, Spud, the guy with the squeegee outside the window is banging on the window, says we have a call. All right, super. Uh, let's see if he's on the line. Uh, Jake, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Who is that squeezy guy? Ah, the guy that tells us we got calls. It's, he just uh, helps out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, welcome okay. back to the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, everyone, please welcome comedian Jake Johansson. So uh, you are doing well tonight, correct? I hope. I am. I am. Yeah. I feel good. Super. I feel good. I feel young. It's, life is full of promises. All right. Wow. We got, we got, we got to hang out with this guy more. Change <laughs> yeah. our attitude. <clears throat> so... Jake, how has life been on the road lately? Find anything interesting? Left behind a rental car? Maybe maybe contracted contracted a bit of food poisoning? We're just looking for some interesting stories on life on the road. Anything happening? Oh, boy. Boy, those two things. I had a really good experience with a rental car, and uh, my daughter and I rented a car. No problem. Yeah, so that's not a good story. We had a little trouble finding. They keep remodeling these airports and moving the place where you return the rental car. I think they just do it to be confusing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm kind of fascinated by the life of a stand-up, you know, comedian because you guys are, you know, you're road warriors uh, compared to our boring life coming to the same place to work every day. Uh, um, what's the strangest thing that's happened to you on the road in maybe the last last couple of years? Oh boy, I'm trying to. I'm you can make something up. Cause a, that's what we do. Got a good one. Um, you know, mostly it's a you know it's a standard party in the room next door to you. Uh, little kids who like to get up 
early and run up and down the hall after you've been out late. That's a good one. Um, Spud, excuse me, but do I smell kettle corn somewhere in the studio? I don't smell it. Just keep it down. I'm trying to conduct an interview here with Jake. I know, but it's just, as you know, I have a thing for kettle corn. It's my second most favorite snack after Funyuns. Don't don't you smell it? One of the interns must have brought some in tonight. Can you order them to share with me? I'm not the food police. Keep it down until I'm done here. Hey, if my listeners yeah. are, are not aware, if my listeners are not aware, uh, I should probably state for the record, you've appeared on David Letterman's show 40-some times, so I wanted to get your take on Dave's retirement. I, and I'm a big Colbert fan, but I'm really going to miss Dave, and I hate change in my world of entertainment. How do you think he's going to handle it? Well, nobody likes change. How do you think who's going to handle it, Dave? Yeah, I think I Dave's, Dave's going to go and have fun somewhere. He's got it all figured out. I'm not. He doesn't tell me about his plans, even though I've been on there a lot of times. But I think he's going to go somewhere that's uh, warm and fun, and he's going to just enjoy, you know, watching his kids, who's kind of close to the same age as my kid, grow up. And uh, so I think he's going to be fine. I don't know what how Colbert is going to be in that spot, but I think he's awesome. So he is. He is. But you know, for all of us that grew up with Dave, it's just it's, it's there's going to be a hole in our lives because I mean he's not the kind of guy that's that's going to go to the park with a metal detector, you know, and combing it or taking up hobbies like taxidermy. He's not a doesn't strike me as a hobby guy. I know he's into you know he owns a racing team and everything. I I don't know. I'm just just curious what what the guy's going to do to fill out his uh, 365 days, you know, on the calendar. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping that he's going to start his own YouTube channel, and we're going to be watching crazy videos of Dave in his basement after he finishes his day, wow. talking, you know, sending out video messages to all of us. That's what I really want to see, Dave, with his, you know, bed hair, explaining the world. That'd that's, be, that'd be that's, awesome. So he's not going to be a Howard Hughes, really long hair and fingernails and stuff. That's good. Well, maybe, maybe that would I be mean, better. You can do whatever you want on YouTube, is my understanding. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, Jake, what's your take on, this is off topic a little bit, but what's your take on NASA having to hitch rides on rockets from private companies or other countries like Russia? Because that's like the NBA paying coaches in China to come here and run clinics on how to play basketball. I, I don't get it. We make the best rockets in the world, and now we have to call like for a space cab to get where we want. It's embarrassing. What do you, what, how do you feel about that as an American? Well, I'm not crazy about it, but my understanding was that we quit going to the moon because we decided it was just an old rock. And then um, we quit building rockets because somebody decided that that was less important than, you know, military spending or something. I, I don't I don't understand why we're not still building rockets because uh, I do like, I, I like the idea of us all living on a, another planet someday, but we're not going to be able to do that without rockets, right? We're not just going to be able to close our eyes and dream ourselves onto another planet. It's nice to think, it's nice to think about that, but uh, if we're going to do any of these science fiction movie type things, we're going to have to get back to building rockets. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's so, what I was um, thinking. I'm disappointed. All right, all right. Um, so, uh, if you could give some advice to a, a aspiring stand-up comedian just starting out, uh, what would your first piece of advice be? Because my co-host here, Chick Hunter, says he wants to give stand-up a try. And I'm, I'm taking telling notes. him that it's a, it's an extremely difficult profession. Uh, what what would be your first piece of advice? Well, yeah, it's hard to make a living and support yourself or your family. That's a big goal. But See? if your goal is to just go on stage and be funny, that's a very reasonable goal. Why and not? that's the way that everybody starts out. And uh-huh. so the two big pieces of advice are keep writing 
material and keep going on stage and testing it. And if you do both of those two things, um, good things are going to happen. Spud, I'm sorry, I was wrong. It wasn't kettle corn I was smelling. Just sniff that, Spud. It's, I think it's caramel corn instead. Now, I don't love it, but whoever's eating in the studio is really selfish by not asking if we would like some. The only thing I smell is Old Spice right now. Did you get into your dad's cologne again? I... Uh, I think I did splash maybe a little too much of it on this morning. You sorry. Think, you think? I'm sorry. Okay. Um, well, Jake, please plan on checking back with us in the near future because you are now considered an official friend of the Spud Goodman Show. We want to thank you for uh, for calling us tonight. Okay, Mr. Jake Johansson. Um, this is the thing. Um, we're all getting older, right? I mean, nothing personal. Even babies are getting older. And uh, most of the time you don't, you don't feel it, right? Because it happens so slowly, a couple seconds at a time. And uh, it takes some, then something will happen to make you realize what's really going on. Like I recently hurt myself while I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, I, if that's never happened to you, what, the way it works is you go to bed, you're fine, you feel great. And then you wake up and you've got like an athletic type injury. And, you know, it hurt like you ran to first base too fast or something. You're, oh, and you're, so you walk around and people can notice it and they'll, and they'll say something to you like, oh, what happened to you? And that's when it gets kind of weird because you're like, I don't know, because uh, I was asleep at the time. And, uh, and that's bad because normally, you know, you'd, if you hurt yourself, you'd like to be able to say, oh, I'm not doing that again. Right, but, but I'm not sure what it was. And, uh, and I have to sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of fear every time I go to bed now. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I don't understand. Yeah, it's musical guest time again. But before, before I get, get going here, uh, I, Dahlia, I, I said maybe you remind me of maybe a future Meg White. On second thought, I think maybe you remind me more of a future uh, Bon Von Wheelie of the Great Girl Trouble. Uh, you guys definitely need to meet. Or if you have met, yeah, yeah, you need to collaborate. All right, once again, here is one of my favorite bands. I got to be honest. Here's Pig Snout. Okay, we're good to go.
got to stay alive. Goodman Radio Show. The Seattle Seahawks. I am a huge fan of the Seattle Seahawks. When they take the field, the clink totally rocks. Sure, the team is full of a bunch of cocky jocks who would rather duct tape and toss me in a cardboard box. Regardless, I am a huge fan of the Seattle Seahawks, but I am pretty sure the rest of America hates their guts. Hitchcock, and I just went to the washing machine, and you'll never guess what I pulled out of it. Yep, Spud Goodman in one piece. He's now drying on the line outside with the rest of my clothes here in Sydney, Australia. Spud, Spud, I think it's him, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. Is well, it, let me find I don't out. know how he sounds. Let me, let me actually answer the phone call. Terry, are you there? I'm here, yes. Call it from Vegas. Super. Uh, please give a warm howdy to entertainer extraordinaire, Terry Fader. Welcome to our show, Terry. So, everything going okay in your life at this point? Oh, just unbelievable. I mean, we're our, the show in Vegas, you know, I won America's Got Talent in 2007 and uh, what became a uh, major headliner in Las Vegas uh, less than a month later. Uh, and, and it's been, you know, six and a half years and it's just incredible. I mean, just incredible. <laughs> That's what I hear. Um, so you sell out most of your shows at the Mirage in Vegas. Uh, and you don't have to admit this publicly because the IRS might be listening. But word on the street is a few years ago, you signed like a $100 million deal to appear at the Mirage. And you can give me a no comment if you the, want. the IRS knows. Oh, do they, I was going to say you can give me a no comment, but all right. So that's a, that's a fact, no, correct? The IRS is very, very well aware. Uh, I've, I've spoken with them many times since, uh, since the news came out. But I'm, I'm willing and glad to pay my taxes. When you get a deal like that in Las Vegas, uh, I have no problem whatsoever writing that big check every, every year. <laughs> so what does the entertainer have to do to earn $100 million? Well, for one thing, you never get to uh, take any time off. That's why I'm coming up to Snoqualmie. Hey, Spud, Spud, how, 
can we tell if his lips are moving or not? You know, we're on the radio. He's not being a ventriloquist right now. He's just being himself. How do you know? Maybe he's doing Terry Fader right now, but with a dummy. Don't mess up my head, okay? Um, for the couple listeners that may not be familiar with your skills and this, this world class and in, in this in this area, could you do like one voice for just like two seconds? Oh, absolutely. This is the actual voice that got me on the show. And in fact, it was the one that really blew away the producers. Because when you do a show like that, you have to perform for the producers first. And then they determine whether or not they feel you would be good on television. Right. So this is Etta James. And I want to say, even though it's radio, I am not moving my lips. So I trust uh, you. I got my puppet, my little girl puppet. And we got on stage and, and everybody expected nothing. And in fact, David Hasselhoff was one of the judges. He leans over and says, oh, no, a ventriloquist. And then Emma Taylor, my little girl character, she gets on a says my love will come along my lonely days are over <laughs> wow and yeah uh, it, yeah it, it captured america's hearts and i'm very pleased that they loved it um i have an uncle who's been carrying around a dummy for like 25 years he's not a real ventriloquist he's just more like a developed an attachment to his dummy he's been on our show a bunch he, in fact we can't get him out of the studio if you love doing ventriloquism and you'll never be uh, you know a superstar at it then you know what it, it, it's it's just as, as valid for you to do it as someone who loves the art form as it is for someone who's making a hundred million dollars so well you don't like he takes his dummy with him 20 he's it's with him 24 7 with errands and when he goes to the store and all sorts of different stuff you don't take your dummies with you though correct oh no definitely not no all right my puppets are work only hey spot ask terry if anyone throws her underwear on stage when he performs i hear that happens all the time in vegas i think that mostly happens in branson missouri i think underwear is optional in vegas Ask him if the Mirage has free HBO on Showtime, because if we ever do go there to catch a show, you know that's important to you. I know, I know. I'll just email him later. Be, just be quiet now. All right. Super. Hey, have you ever tried to do someone famous and they were just too difficult? Like maybe, say, do Mitch McConnell or that, the kid who played Harry Potter or some, somebody that's just like out of reach? Yeah. There? You know, I don't. I can do uh, speaking impressions, but I really focus on, on singing impressions. Okay. And there's only one I haven't been able to get. And it's Frank Sinatra. All right, super. Um, hey, you know when when Simon Cowell said that you're one of the two most talented performers on the planet, did it make you feel a little uncomfortable? Because that's a lot of pressure. He doesn't like many performers, let alone many people. No, actually, that was one of the highlights of my life. And, and one of the reasons is because I had a father who uh, who never complimented me, ever. Uh, he, he passed away earlier this year, and, and up until the day he died, he never once told me he thought I was good. As a matter of fact, he told me I was bad, and uh, he, he never gave me any kind of, uh, of indication that he thought I was a good entertainer. And uh, when Simon Cowell did that, it was really kind of a release. Uh, it was weird. All of a sudden, I was like, you know what? I don't need my dad to tell me I'm good. I had Simon Cowell tell me I'm one of the best entertainers in the world, so I'm okay. Did, did your father Very have cathartic. a chance to see your success? What's that? Did your father have a chance to see your success? Yes, he did. Uh, he never acknowledged it to me. Wow, uh, he told he told other family members that because we haven't spoken we hadn't spoken in uh, since about 1999, and um, he told other family members he saw me on the show, but he never told them if he liked it or anything. So. Wow, I'm sorry to hear that, and uh, we just want to thank you for checking in with us tonight. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. This is Uncle Steve testing one two three four. This is Jerry testing one two three four. 
This is Greg, the Ancient Inca Warrior, testing. One, two, three, four. This is Greg, the Ancient Inca Warrior, testing. One, two, three, four. This is Uncle. This is Mrs. Jerry. This is Uncle Steve, testing. One, two, three, four. This is Jerry, testing. One, two, three, four. This is Greg, the Ancient Inca Warrior, testing. One, two, three, four. This is Uncle Steve, testing. Jerry, testing. Testing. One, two, three, four. This is Uncle Inca Warrior, Jerry testing, one, two, three, four. This is Greg, the Ancient Inca Warrior testing, one, two, three, four. This is Uncle, this is, this is Jerry. The Ancient Inca Warrior testing, one, two, three, four. This is Uncle Steve testing, one, two, three, four. This is Jerry testing, one, two, three, four. This is Greg, the Ancient Inca Warrior testing, one, two, three, four. What walks downstairs alone or in pairs and makes a sneakety sound? A spring, a spring, a marvelous thing. Everyone knows it's the Spud Show. <sighs> okay, so I think a good lesson of tonight's show is stand-up comedy is not as easy as it looks. Watching all those comedy specials on HBO and Showtime, and that is why we need to leave this art form to the professionals. You know what I'm saying? I guess so, Spud. But you just said those words you banned from this show. I think you owe ten bucks in the stupid jar for tossing well, out a... You know what I'm saying. Maybe so. It was worth it. All right. Oh. You do acknowledge, though, that not everybody is cut out to be a stand-up comic, well, right? Some are. I mean, it's pretty obvious that you just don't have what it takes. Really? Timing, material, stage presence. I mean, a houseplant has more charisma than you right now. Hell I mean, no, you haven't! We'll have to agree to disagree on this one. I will not give up my dream of being a stand-up. I may not be ready right now, but if I keep uh, working yeah. on my act pretty soon, I will be ready. So we will see who has the last laugh. Seriously. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure there will be no first or last laugh. So, you know, you can knock yourself out if you want. I set you up for that. See, that, that, I was thinking of asking some of our stand-up guests if they well had any either. extra jokes they didn't want. I was going to ask, like, Jake Johansson, but, but I chickened out. You know. Maybe a better way to hit up a guest that, you know, like how every so often you look around and gather up a bunch of stuff that you never use anymore and dump it at the Goodwill or St. Vincent de Paul. Well, what do our comedian guests do with their old material? You know, I, I, I can get maybe non-profit status and be able to give them a receipt for the donations. But you aren't some homeless person or a family in need of temporary help. That, that'd just be really just selfish on your part to take donations that oh. should go to the way more needy than you. Oh, I'm so sorry. You don't even have to pay, as far as I know, you don't even have to pay rent at your parents. Do you, do you think there are homeless stand-up comics? I never thought about that. I feel a little guilty about taking material that might help them turn their lives around and make something of themselves. Maybe I need to rethink this. I'm, yeah. I'm still committed to being a stand-up comedian, but maybe I just need to go on Craigslist and buy some jokes. They can't be that expensive. Well, I don't really know about that because I, you know, I haven't really been shopping for that stuff. But you can check it out when we're done here. But if you find if you find any jokes that are like really, really funny, uh -huh. the right thing to do would be to share it with. Us, me specifically, on this show first. God knows we could use some more laughs on this what? program. I could do them on this show? If they're really funny, you're going to give them to me. Oh, okay. And I might you know, let you jump in and say, you know, something in the middle. I get the tagline. I get the punchline. That's oh, that's okay. mine. Well, well I have I about dibs. $75 to spend. If I come across some really good stuff, I'll run it by you. But it would only be right if, if I got to tell the joke. It's going to be like that, huh? Well, yeah. Fine. All right. We'll talk about this at our weekly staff uh, meeting. 
Right now, uh, we need to say goodbye, okay? I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. You have just heard a reasonable facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Our intern is Trent Botello. And Spud's Greek chorus is the folk singers in hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ or SpudGoodman.com and follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hello everyone, my name is Leah Constantine and I am Spud Goodman's niece. I live with my parents in Portland, but my uncle Spud is letting me guest host tonight on this post-show report. What a nice thing for him to do. Yeah, my dad has to drive up for his job, so everything worked out and I can do this tonight. A little, Super. Yeah, a little bit about me. I just graduated from high school uh-huh. and I'll be starting uh, soon in radio and TV program. Good. So tonight is something I've been really looking forward to. I was told by Chick here that probably no one else wanted to do this tonight, so there's really no pressure, so hopefully we can all just have some fun here. That doesn't sound as bad as you made it sound, though. (laughs) Well, I suppose we should introduce everyone with me on the panel. Chick Hunter, who I have known since I was, like, in preschool. Hi, Chick. Hello, Leah Constantine, radio personality. Yeah, hey, Leah, you're going to do great tonight. Just remember what radio legend Pat O'Day told Spud. Just pretend you're talking to one person Mm -hmm. and everything will turn out just fine. Thanks for that tip. We also have Dave on the soundboard. Hello. Um, On one? Yeah, on one it controls Derek, who I don't know what he does. He's outside somewhere. Yeah, and a couple interns I have not met. Don't worry about it. You don't even have to learn their names because if you learn their names, then you feel like you you have to talk to them all the time. Oh, my bad. I should have introduced you to the man. They're Trent and Anna. Say hi, guys. Super. Hi. They go to Pierce College. Okay. Not super. 
Well, why don't we get started here with some music? First, Good. Yeah, first up You're is a great, band yeah. from Austin, Texas, The Blind Pets with Sweet Tooth. And then we have the great Northwest band, The Purrs, with She's Got Chemicals.
All right, now it's time to visit again with our musical guest for the evening, Pig Snow. Oh, you got to say that better. Than, it's, it's more than just pig, say Pig Snow. Pig Snow. There you yeah, go. You got to yell. <laughs> for those of you who were not with us earlier, can you say who you are and what instrument you play? Drums. And who are you? Lucian. Play Super. Keys, keys and drums. Keys and drums. All right. Keys and my name is Dahlia. All right. And Super. And what else? And you switch off on drums, remember? And drums. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> and then I'm old pig dad, and I play guitar. There you go. Super. Not something old. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm zero. I forgot. <laughs> Right, and you guys do original songs, but what seems to be the band's favorite cover song to perform? <laughs> Old Joe Graham. We don't have a cover song. You don't have any? Not yet. There we go. Awesome. Did you take any music lessons, or did you guys just like learn as you went? I learn teach. as we went. <laughs> yeah, I teach music, so yeah. I taught, Dad I was, taught them. She got excited in February and yeah. asked to learn drums, and so it was on. That's great. Super. <laughs> Um, all right, this question is for Dad. How long do you generally practice, and does it take everyone a lot of effort to get everyone to practice together and rehearse? We practice, what, probably two times? It depends on if we're playing. If we're not mm -hmm. playing a show, we, we don't. We play lots of, they do lots of Legos and yeah. whatever, <laughs> whatever else. But um, no, actually, they, they like it. Good. I always think they're just doing it for me, and so on the way to school, I'm like, do you guys really like playing? And yeah. they're like, yeah, we do. <laughs> That's good. All right. Super. And, yeah, I'm guessing everyone's curfew is now approaching. So what's the name of your guys' last song for the night? Hold Your Ground. Hold Your Ground. Hold Your Ground. Go for it.
no strong and hold your You're listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. What do you got here, Leo? What's our What's our schedule looking like? Celebrity oh, highlight. Ah, oh, the celebrity yeah. highlight clip. Yeah. It's time for the celebrity highlight. And the first one is Gary Valentine. That's right. Thank you, Dave. That's why we have a panel here. Um, now, now. Gary Valentine's going to be talking about like one time when a heckler gave him a hard time. So, so let's go ahead and tell that story. Nice, super. Yeah. yeah, this is a little bit of This Is Your Life. Uh, regarding your personal life, as a journalist, I, m- I must address the fact that you have a sister named Leslie. Is she younger or older? And did you two get along well growing up? She's younger. And yeah, yeah. We were like, uh, I, I come from a very close family. My whole family is pretty close. So, um, yeah, she's a, a few years younger than me. And, um, you said you have a sister, Leslie? Yeah, I have a... No, you have a sister. I have a sister, Sophia, and we don't actually talk. And she ran off with some dude in Central America somewhere. That's why I was wondering. But you had a good relationship. That's good to know. That is good oh, to know. Oh, yeah, I did. I had a good relationship. My my sister and my mom were kind of like my best friends, you know? Wow. That's very cool. I, I, I wish... Yeah, well, my, I, I have a pretty good relationship. See, that, that's cool to talk to Gary Valentine. Did you know that he's Kevin James' brother? The guy from, from King of Queens, and he's on King of Queens. Did you know that, Leah? Super. I didn't know. Yeah, nepotism works. See, so that's a good yeah. thing why you're here with your Uncle Spud putting you on there, yeah, right? Yeah, there you go. Nepotism is, is you know, makes show business go around. Oh, Cousin Dave, stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Chick. Well, okay, great. That's, I'm not that old, am I? Oh, yeah, well, maybe I am. I don't know. But, <laughs> oh, but, you know, it's, it's good to talk to Gary Valentine. I mean, you know, he, he came in and, you know, he... Gave us a quick call. That was Super. Nice. So, anyway, should we get back to music, Leah? What do you say? Uh, back to the music. First up is a local band that has played on this program, The Last, uh, the Plasters, and their song, Grade School Hymn. And then we have a baseball project led by Scott McCoy of the Young Fresh Fellows with a song called They Are Oakland A's. I'm 
say you don't believe it Well you can take it or leave it Who are these guys? They're the Oakland A's Beyond logic or all reason They're going to the postseason Who are these guys? They're the Oakland A's Wheeling and dealing Going deep and stealing There's another city by the bay That's right Young and hungry, no payroll But Billy Bean loves rock and roll Hey, hey That's the Oakland A's A few of them have been around Bounced along from town to town But they get a chance to play With the Oakland A's One Cuban sensation A rookie-filled rotation There's another city by the bay Mac had Jimmy Fox, Bob Melvin has a Brandon Moss today. That's the Oakland A's. Charlie Finley left KC, turned into a dynasty. East Bay. That's the Oakland A's. Wheeling and a dealing, going deep and sealing. There's another city by the bay. There's always been another city by the bay So who are these guys? But who are these guys? They're the Oakland A's Now get out of their way Here come the Oakland A's Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. <gasps> Leah, now is the time where we, we hash over the clip of the week that Spud okay. played earlier. Now, yep. this will give you a real insight into Spud's soul if you listen to this to see mm-hmm. where he really stands on things. Mm-hmm. Yes. We are losing our country. We think the Muslims are moving in and taking over. And he's black. And he's black. And he's black. I think he's a Muslim. Bound down to the Saudi king, bound down to the Saudi king, bound down to the Saudi king, uh, using the Justice Department and our military to help uh, form a global caliphate. To help uh, form a, to help uh, form a, to help uh, form a global caliphate. Global caliphate, state, state. We do not need a damn Arab president. We're at war with the Arabs. We're at war. What the Arabs? The Arabs are trying to. The Arabs are trying to. The Arabs are trying to. Iraq, Hussein, Obama. Iraq, Hussein, Obama. Iraq, Hussein, Iraq, Hussein, Iraq. 
Hussein Obama. Okay, okay. Iraq, Hussein, Hussein, Hussein Obama. Okay. And, and Leah, like before I go too far, now you do understand. I was saying like Spud is like on their side. He's like like he's right counter to them. Like yes, that's what no, I was saying. Exactly. I, yeah. Okay. Okay. It's yeah, those, yeah. It's those Arabs with their little cups of coffee and everything. Is that where that came from? The little cups of coffee? Yeah, they were the original demitasse fiends. You know. Really, they stole the word though from the French, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're, they're cross culturalism. That's what's destroying America. Mm. <laughs> it's hardly, and you wonder how many people like that. Yeah, no. no. Just because his name's Barack Hussein Obama, they, they freak out over it. Exactly. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you want to do? You want to do some music? Uh, yeah, let's do some music. Uh, first, we have a British band Spud really likes. No, no, no. Spud really likes. You have to really like, likes there you go. Yeah. public service I'm broadcasting. Just to help out, yeah, thanks. I need all the help I can get. Um, and following that, we have a sub pop recording artist's Mud Honey with The Money Will Roll Right In. The birds fly a lot better than we do. See how they wheel and bank and fly. Perfect. And all in one. Wings, body, tail, all in one. Someday, I'm going to build a plane that will be just like a bird. Machine guns. 
again Leah, are you ready to it is ready. clip time and this time it was when jake johansson called earlier tonight right. and he was talking about like uh what was he he's talking about oh about david letterman oh david letterman yeah. there you go he's been on it like 40 times oh my goodness wow yeah. my listeners yeah. are 
are not aware, if my listeners are not aware, uh, I should probably say for the record, you've appeared on David Letterman's show 40 some times. So I wanted to get your take on Dave's retirement. I know I'm a big Colbert fan, but I'm really going to miss Dave and I hate change in my world of entertainment. How do you think he's going to handle it? When nobody likes change. How do you think who's going to handle it, Dave? Yeah, I think I Dave's, Dave's going to go and have fun somewhere. He's got it all figured out. I'm not. He doesn't tell me about his plans, even though I've been on there a lot of times. But I think he's going to go somewhere that's uh, warm and fun, and he's going to just enjoy, you know, watching his kids, who's kind of close to the same age as my kid, grow up. And uh, so I think he's going to be fine. I don't know what how Colbert is going to be in that spot, but I think he's awesome. So he is. He is. But you know, for all of us. that grew up with Dave, it's just, it's, it's there's going to be a hole in our lives because, I mean, he's not the kind of guy that's just going to go to the park with a metal detector, you know, and combing it or taking up hobbies like taxidermy. He's not a, doesn't strike me as a hobby guy. I know he's into, you know, he owns a racing team and everything. I I don't know. I'm just, just curious what, what the guy's going to do to fill out his uh, 365 days, you know, on the calendar. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping that he's going to start his own YouTube channel, and we're going to be watching crazy videos of Dave in his basement after he finishes his day, wow. talking, to, you know, sending out video messages to all of us. That's what I really want to see, Dave, with his, you know, bed hair, explaining the world. That'd be, that'd be awesome. So he's not going to be a Howard Hughes, really long hair and finger. See, see, now I think that we're just never going to hear from David Letterman again. I think he's going to say goodbye and just. Go away. I Wouldn't think that be cool? he would make a great game show host yeah. in an ironic kind of way. That's exactly what he probably would like to do. But I think you know we're never going to see him again. Somebody might like spy him at like an AMPM or something. But that's but it. That's what happened to Johnny Carson. He just kind of mm. signed off and disappeared. He went to he worked at AMPM. No, you just didn't see him again. Oh, right. That's right. So you so know, the, if it, if Letterman were smart, he'd probably invest in the green businesses popping up around the U.S. Yeah, you know, ecology is really important on one. You're right. We shouldn't be doing that. Oh, yeah. that too. Yeah, college. Yeah. Now, now, Leah, do you even know who David Letterman is? Uh, you know, I do, but I think it was probably mostly before my time. Oh, yeah. He was. He was back when I was your age. He was. He was funny. Yeah, long ago. <laughs> Ah, well, it must be time for more music yeah. then, right? Back to the music. We have a band that played on Spud's show last January, Blanco Bronco, with a song that was coincidentally recorded and produced by Justin of Pig Snout. Hey, they were just here. Yeah, they were at his studio. Here is Not So, followed by Apollo 40, 440 with Stop the Rock. Good work. Yeah.
Goodman post show report. Okay, Leah, now we have a call holding. Mm-hmm. Now, I should probably warn you that it is more than likely a. Co- yeah, it's accordion Joe. He's the show's orchestra, at least on tape. He lives in Spokane now, but he's probably calling about why you are hosting. So you don't have to take the call if you don't want to. We can just play another song right now if you want. Mm, it's okay. I listen to the show each week and I know who accordion Joe is. All right. He seems a little different, but I a think little? I can handle him. Besides being a fine gentleman, isn't he a great accordion player? Put him on. Oh, okay, but but he can't get a little grumpy, so I'll be here for you if he gets out of line, all right? All right. Super. Uh, am I on the air? Hello? Oh, yes. Ever. According to Joe, you are now on the air. Well, first of all, who in the heck are you? I mean, I can't keep up with all these guest holes Spud is bringing in. I mean, are you a relative or a friend or what? Well, Spud is my uncle, and I like to Uh think, though, he asked me to guest host the post-show report tonight because I have the broadcast skills necessary to handle this opportunity. Uh, How do you think I'm doing so far? Um, uh, well, I guess you're doing okay. I mean, it's Joe? not like a professional as such as myself, but you're not bad for Super. a kid. Joe. Um, I'm 18 years old, and I believe Keith Moon from The Who at my age was considered one of the greatest drummers in rock at that time. Uh-huh. Edgar Allan Poe enlisted in the Army and published his first book of poetry by my age, and Isaac Asimov sold his first science fiction story at 18, so really? I would rethink your stereotypes right, of what super. people my age are capable of. Good job, Leah. <laughs> Isaac who? The guy that got hit on the head with the with the apple? I mean, that was a long time ago. So that one shouldn't count. Joe, 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 Joe why are you calling? If you're jealous that Spud selected Leah to host the show and not you, well, that's not very nice. 
That is not super. Listen, not, listen I'm just asking the question. No disrespect to Leah uh-huh. here. Thank you. Why not me? I mean, oh. I am a professional musician, a cable TV veteran, and I served as the show orchestra for many, many years. Yeah. And I'm lucky to get a few seconds of airtime nowadays. I mean, come on now, folks. How fair is that? Uh, Joe, life is not fair. If it, if it was, would Survivor or American Idol still be on the air? I mean, that was super. Yeah. Listen, I kind of like American Idol, though kind you've never seen an accordion guy on that show, though. How about that? Joe, thank you for calling in tonight. If you fall or anything at home, keep this number handy, and I'm sure my Uncle Spud will call 911 or something in Spokane to help you. How old do you think I am, lady? I can still hold my own with anybody 30 years right, younger. Super. Do you want to see me knock out about 100 push-ups right now? Uh, Joe, Joe, no one can see you, so you could just be totally faking it. Mm-hmm. Why, why don't you just hang up now? now Le- Leah has to finish up the show. We're getting close to the end. Okay, okay. Listen, just let me play this little thing I've worked up for tonight. Wait, okay, here we go. All right, all right. We will now return to the music. Here is Maximo Park with Our Velocity. And following that, we have here for you yet one more band that has played on the show Kramer with Pac Av. below the ground There is a poison in the air A mix of chemicals and fear My words are just punches I'm not sure what they mean You're asking for commitment When I'm somewhere in between Never, never try to gauge temperature When you tend to travel At such speeds I would also Hit a screen And you're expected to know what they mean Throughout the conflict I was serene I can't outrun the sadness I've seen Are you willing to resist The people you've never met The devil's wheel revolves But it needs to be reset Never, never try to gauge temperature When you tend to travel At such speeds of velocity Oh, 
graduated from, from high school yes. and you're, gonna, you're gonna be going off to college now and i just would like to give you some advice here now i feel right. like a super hip- hypocrite giving you this advice but eat your vegetables okay mm-hmm. now, now i can't eat vegetables why is that i have horrible allergies to it oh. just being around onions makes me burp so right. i don't want to be around onions right. at all avoid peppers make my 
tummy all rumbly and I don't want super. to deal with that. And, and I don't even have to tell you what broccoli does. You know? All right, super. And I'm still trying to figure out like you've got cabbage and Brussels sprouts and they're kind of like the same thing, only one's smaller. Super. Yeah. I really got around that. So I, I just Mini don't. cabbage. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and like there's coleslaw, but then did you make coleslaw out of Brussels sprouts? No. And, and carrots t- turn my eyes a funny color. So I don't want to do anything with mm. them. And and cabbage, you know, when I eat cabbage coleslaw, it just makes my breath smell. And, Super. Mm. And I'm always, I've always avoided spinach because I don't want to get any muscles. All right. Any well, muscles at all. You know? Yeah. Well, so that's if you nice. don't want muscles, don't, don't do spinach. Okay. Super. Yeah. All right. Well, that's really good to know. Um, okay, but good. Spud wanted to play a live song recorded on this show a few months back. Here are the gold records with Boo Radley. All right. Once again, it's our special musical guest, Gold Records. Listening to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hey, uh, you know, Chick, you, yeah? you said that you're allergic to vegetables, but uh-huh. I, I was wondering if pot brownies count as a vegetable. I've always made them in a pan. Oh, 
Well, it's I mean, kind of like it's, it, it's got it's got you know some greens in it. You know, it's kind of like carrot cake. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give that a try. Except yeah. way better. Well, that's that's good. But um, I'm being told that we're now at the end of this tonight's show, and I cannot tell you how much fun I had guest hosting. Good work. We yeah. had fun having you, Leah. I now really know that radio is definitely the career for me, and I want to thank my uncle Spud for giving me this opportunity. Just don't use him as a reference. All right, <laughs> I now have a demo reel so I'm on my way but thank you Chick Hunter and everyone on the panel you welcome you all were great on your thank first you, step to the career huh <laughs> that, that's good you, yeah I think you, you do have a future there thank you now, now your uncle so. Spud may try to talk you out of it but you well. know you have a good folksy kind of voice. All right. Well, we'll now leave everyone with a very cool song from Blind Willie Johnson, Mother's Children Have a Hard Time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Well, well, well. Mother's place when, when mother is dead, Lord. By the anointing, mother's place when mother dies. By the anointing, mother's place when it's starting fade away. Nobody treats you like mother well. Yo, wife, your husband may be good to you. When mother is dead, Lord, may be good to you. Mother dear, why your husband may be good to you, but barren of an prove untrue. Nobody treats you like mother well, when mother is dead, Lord. Low, low, low. Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our intern is Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman post-show report.